0: Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. So um, tonight is really a bit more of a report than a preach. Um, So I'm going to keep it really short. Some of you were here this morning. I'm repeating some of it, but not all of it. (laughs) You'll be relieved to know that. But I want to start from uh, reading Hebrews 10 and 23. And so now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps His promises, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Discover creative ways to encourage each other. Who is in your life that you can encourage today? What might be a creative way that you can encourage the people who are around you? Now, uh, we have a wee bit of an expert in, in the sh- form and shape of Alan, who's amazing at coming up with creative ways. Yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, and, and coming up with amazing and creative ways to, to write poetic words or photographic stuff. Um, but how can you encourage those who are around you? Um, I'm going to pray now, and then we're going to watch a video. Father, as we gather here tonight, Lord, we just want to come around your word and we want to look at what it says. And we want to be here together as a body of people, knowing that you are the life giver of all, that you are the beginning, you are the end, you are the middle and every other part. And as we gather here tonight, I pray that your word would be blessed. I pray that your word would go forth and that you would be touching our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. So tonight I really want to look at what we are as a church and what has um, happened this year as a church, and so we're going to start with a compilation video. Can you roll that, please? I'll just say, hey guys, welcome. This is our first. And then it kind of does it for both. Something like that, okay. Hey guys, I'm Lydia. Welcome. This is our first Harmony Church News. So listen up, get excited, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen through the week. Yeah. And Lydia and Josh aren't here today because this is their first wedding anniversary and they're away celebrating. So that's, that's a great thing. But as we look back over the year, we're really, really grateful for everything that we've been able to achieve and accomplish and be part of in this community of faith. And, um, there's been so many great opportunities to be involved and so many great opportunities to still be involved as we look ahead to um, what God has got for us in the, in, the, in the future. But I just want to go through a couple of things that, um, that were highlights. And one of them was like starting Night Church. So we, we, um, we couldn't start really night church until we were actually into this building. We've only been in here for two years. And we had really wanted to provide something which was another alternative to the morning service. Because I know a lot of you can't make it to the morning because, you know, you don't do mornings, right? <laughs> And so we wanted to provide uh, another opportunity for people to come. And I know a lot of you actually are working and and several people are sort of sneaking in at the end because they've finished shifts or something and they're coming along. So it's been a real blessing to be able to start this service and to see, you know, uh, this build up as as we've gone along. And it's great to see all of you here. And I'm looking forward to next year for this to be doubled. All of you just need to bring one person and there we go, we've doubled. Bang. Easy, right? Yes. <laughs> um, if we see all the other things that have been happening around here, that was, that was one of the, the, I think, one of the coolest things that we did. Um, we've also had, uh, you know, talk today quite a bit about evangelism. And in May, we had a guy called Ben Williams come, and he was training us in how to share with people, share and talk about a relationship with Jesus and how to tell people, you know, Jesus loves them. But it's really difficult to tell people Jesus loves them if you don't understand that Jesus loves you first. So for all of us, it's really important to completely get a revelation of how much Jesus loves us. Because he does. Do you know that he loves you? I'm so totally and thoroughly in love with Jesus. He's changed my life. He's transformed my life. He's loved on me. He's loved on my family. It's amazing. And so because of that, I want to actually talk to other people and tell them, hey, look, can I introduce you to the best thing that's ever happened in my life? And he said things like, evangelism is introducing people to love because Jesus is love. And he also encouraged us to reach out and have conversations with people in the street, when we're out shopping, at work, wherever we are. And um, in a way that's not weird. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you hear the word evangelism and it's like, oh, weird. There's these weird people going to come up and assault me and bash me over the head with a Bible. And none of us want to see that, right? But to have normal and natural conversations in the course of the day and just be so overflowing with love ourselves that it just naturally um, overflows and goes, you know, that's how the conversation goes. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Another really um, cool thing that we did here was um, a whole weekend on sexual wholeness. Now, we've never done anything like that, and it was slightly uncomfortable Sunday morning church talking about orgasm, but on the other... <laughs> but um, we see, Gideon and I, in our job, we get to see a lot of you, and a lot of us here in this building have had some kind of issue in the area of sexual identity, sexual wholeness, um... Sexual dysfunction, or uh, some kind of abuse, something like that. So it was a really, really important weekend that we had. We had a very good uptake of that, and to be honest, it's the first time I've ever seen a spontaneous standing ovation after two hours of Q and A. So that was you guys. Um, Kathy taught us about sexual addictions, dopamine, other addictions, PTSD, and several other topics. And um, if this is an area of struggle or challenge for you, I'd really encourage you to get online. The whole series, the whole weekend is there available for you to listen to. And, um, you know, maybe it's not you, maybe it's your friend. <laughs> we all have a friend who's got a problem, right? Um, so if it's not you, if it's your friend, I encourage your friend to have a look at that series and go and check it out, go and listen to it. And there's actually um, a whole list of uh, counsellors that you can refer to after that. So it's, it's a good opportunity to get some health and healing in that area. Um, we've had a number of really great Events, but I have to talk about Wild, Strong, and Free with the Women's Conference. Sorry, guys, because I think that it was one of our um, really impacting uh, conferences. And because I know this because of all the feedback that we've had, and uh, you know, the whole reason we do all of this stuff you know, including conferences. Sometimes people say to us, why are you doing so many conferences? And we say, because we believe that we're to be a training, a place for training and equipping. You know, it's not just, you know, we come along here on Sunday and we hear somebody talk for half an hour, but half an hour is nothing. You can't really grasp a lot of what God is wanting to speak to us about His Word, about life, how to to live our lives, how to get on with relationships, about, you know, all the different topics. We can't do that in half an hour on a Sunday. So we like to take, you know, a targeted time where we can look at a certain subject and really go into it a wee bit deeper and pull it apart. So that's one of the reasons we do a lot of conferences here. Sometimes you wonder, oh, another conference? Um, We believe it's part of the discipling process that we're called to here as a church. Um, We talked... Uh, in the Wild Strong and Free, the, the theme this year was Dare to Dream. And many of us really have uh, perhaps lost the capacity to dream. Maybe we've been disappointed or we've got broken dreams. And so we talked about what that could look like, how to dream again and dream in God. Because the thing is, if we can, uh, if we can meet our dream without God, then our dream's too small. Right? If we can fulfill the dreams that we've got already on paper and uh, without God, then it's just too small. God calls us to dream really big dreams. Dreams that are impossible outside of what He has got. Okay, so you know, I know there's a, somebody nodding over here because this is gonna be a big God dream, that God adventure that you're going on. And um, I know when we commit ourselves to God and to following the dreams that He births in our hearts, our dreams just all of a sudden just get 10 times bigger than what we ever thought was possible. Now, we're coming up to the 10th anniversary of Harmony. We started Harmony uh, 15th of February 2009. I don't know what we were thinking really. (laughs) But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, But as the church grows, you know, we we, we see, wow, this really was your dream, God. You know, I I don't think that we could ever really think of all the relationships, all the things that we've seen, all the people's lives touched and transformed. I don't think that we we ever, I mean, you kind of hope, but you don't really know how that's going to work out. You know, we started with 20 people. It was a God dream. And now we're here, 450 people, you know, as part of the church in one way or another, 450, 500. And it's, yeah, it just keeps growing. So many women's lives were touched and impacted during that um, conference. And I, is um, oh, Kelly, Rebecca Kelly. No. Um, <clears throat> somebody even was so challenged and so impacted that they actually got wild, strong and free tattooed on their arm because God used that conference last year to, to change their life so much. And then in November we had John Meller here and John Meller is, a, is a, a, somebody who's got an extraordinary gift of healing on his life and we saw many people's lives healed during that time. It was quite amazing. But as we've looked through the year and see what's been happening, we really can only give thanks for God's hand to be so present on so many areas, things that we stepped out in faith and we thought, well, how's it actually gonna work out? Have we got the money to do it? Have we got the people to do it? How's it even gonna work? And we're just seeing God's faithfulness again and again and again. And I just encourage you, you know, if God gives you a dream, just continue to step out into it because God is faithful to his word and to the things that he says to you. So perhaps you've got something that you've been thinking about doing, something that you've been dreaming about doing. And you're thinking, no, I, can't, I could never do that. I'm not good enough. It's just, you know, beyond my reach. No. And God, amazing things are possible. He is the God of possibilities. The God of possibilities. And He does incredible stuff. So As a church, we've sort of been looking at some of the things that we're about. And I just want to share with you some of the values that we've been sort of talking about. And um, if we can have that up on the screen. We've talked about we want to be a church where we value presence, passion and purpose. So presence is really about the, 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 the presence of God, the presence of His Holy Spirit moving in amongst us, it's about gathering around the Word, it's about prayer, it's about worship, it's about honouring God. And passion, as as Jared's actually already said tonight, our slogan for the church is passion for God, passion for people. And what does that mean? We want to do things passionately passionately and enthusiastically, not kind of lukewarm, not kind of half-hearted, you know, and we, we want to get excited about what God's wanting to do. Yeah. Right? So what we want to do, we want to do it well. When we come to worship, we want to do it well. As uh, Jared was saying earlier, he was saying, you know, when we come to worship, we're just full of passion when we go to a rugby game. It's loud. Right? Then we come to church and we go like, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves you. And then we get into a rugby game. and It's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just checking if you're awake. <laughs> It's about purpose. Our purpose is to be Jesus to those we meet and to introduce those who don't know him yet to Jesus. It is to share the love of God with all we meet. And Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples. And that just means to go and help people to follow Jesus in a genuine, sincere way, understanding that Jesus was the Son of God who came to earth that we might be saved from an eternity outside of God. So our purpose is making disciples of all nations, reaching and transforming lives. Yeah, <laughs> and we are Fano. Does everybody know, know what Fano is? It's family. And we walk with honour, integrity, authenticity, and generosity. These are the, our values. These are the things that are important to us. And we believe He empowers and equips us to walk in freedom as sons and daughters for His glory. And in all things, love. Because love has got, But love has got to look like something. It can't just be words. Love is actually a verb, isn't it? It's not a noun. God's love can't be an abstract, abstract theory. It looks like something. But we can't love in in a vacuum. There's got to be context. Christianity is not a solo sport. It's something that we do together. We need family. I wanted to say something about that and I can't find it. (laughs) Our highest invitation is to be family. We all know that there is no perfect Family, right? Just like there's no perfect church. So you can go to any church anywhere in the world and you'll find something that's, you know, not quite right. Families come in all shapes and sizes with many challenges, but the one thing that binds a family together is love. I believe the ability to love is firmly rooted and grounded in our ability to understand how much Jesus loves us. And I believe right now that there's an onslaught on our identity, as I was saying in the beginning, to take us away from what God really intends for us to do. And if we are so distracted by feeling insecure, inadequate, not good enough, unable to give to anything or to contribute, we are not going to be able to love the way God has called us to love. And God has called us to love. He's called us to love those people who are around us. He doesn't want you to be the same as a person standing next to you, He's made you unique. He doesn't want you to look like them. He doesn't want you to do like them. He doesn't want you to be like them. He made you unique. And he needs you to be exactly who he made you to be. And he wants you to be valued. Because in this whole thing, everybody's got a unique part to play. Everybody. Don't try and be a hand if you're a foot. Statistics say that uh, a third of the world's population have been exposed to the gospel and have in some way received the good news. But if I look around me, I kind of think, where's where's the impact? Where are we seeing that? Because I think that if a third of the world were truly impacted with the love of Jesus, truly understood who they are, truly understood their identity in Christ, truly understood that they're a son and a daughter, we would love differently and our world would look different. Yeah. You know, stuff like what's happened this, this weekend with uh, Grace Mullane, if you've seen that in the news, a UK backpacker being murdered, that wouldn't have happened. We need to be salt and light in our communities. We need to be the difference. We need to be changing our world. We need to pick up the mandate of being everything that God's destined us to be and not shrink back, but go forward. We need to advance. We need to advance in everything that he has. This week, we have a number of people uh, in Vietnam. Yeah. So, uh, and also actually Cambodia. And we've got a, a, a quick wee video that's coming from Vietnam that I'd like to share with you.
1: Morning, how many church and family? This is a Vietnam update. We're here now for almost a week and uh, had the opportunity to be involved with building team, uh, medical teams that have been on the ground here and uh, visits of different rehab centres and uh, hospitals. Uh, just a quick update of where we're at. The buildings are uh, a brick and we're well in the way of getting our walls built to, uh, to full, full height these these uh, buildings one will be a church, another one will be a rehab center. There's uh, 17 rehab centers that uh, bring people off strong strong drug addictions, particularly heroin. Uh, something like 1,200 people have been set free from drug addictions. Uh, they have a 95 percent success rate and now 700 of those are either pastors or in ministry. Now, they have an incredible ministry here, and we're building for them. Uh, many doors are opening up, both in the medical and also just the heart of the people here. Really feel it's a significant time for Vietnam. And uh, we thank you so much for your prayers. We just pray for um, in- continued wisdom, strength, and uh, <clears throat> just walking forward with hu- humility and boldness. Thank you. Bless you.
0: Awesome. So um, you probably know Madison. Um, Madison's one of our young adults from the community here. She uh, She's part of that trip. Now last Sunday morning, she didn't have uh, the money to go. And we let the church know, hey, this young woman is, is really wanting to go along and be part of the team in Vietnam. She's part of the medical team. Cyrus is part of the building team. And uh, by the end of the service, she had over four thousand dollars donated to her, so she was able to go. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. That's come from the church, and it, it wasn't it. It wasn't even everybody from our church. I know she got one big donation from someone from the church, but um, we had some people visiting from Singapore, from Joseph Prince's church in Singapore. They heard about it and they said, "Hey, we're going to give seven hundred dollars." It's amazing you know god is not limited to our ideas about how we're going to see our dreams fulfilled or how we're going to see our purposes fulfilled he moves through the weirdest and strangest people at times and the unexpected you know i is it okay for me to say um we you know when we were a young couple we uh had we had been in missions for probably oh, six, seven years. We didn't have any money, had a young toddler, David, our first son. And we were um, visiting with our friends, Keith and Carol. And they said to us, hey, do you guys need a house? Actually, Keith did. We said, yeah, by this stage, we'd had 15 moves and four of them were international moves. It wasn't a great scene. <laughs> And these guys, they gave us a deposit for our house. Actually, at the time, Gideon said, no, we don't want it. Because he thought, no, we're going to get stuck here in in New Zealand. And he wanted to go back to Europe. (laughs) 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 But, (laughs) But, you know, they've been an incredible blessing in our lives. And we just want to honour them for that. We wouldn't have our house without them. It's amazing. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know whose God is going to use to fulfill dreams and desires and purposes in your life. It's so important to be part of the family. You know, and wherever that family is. These guys are part of our international family. They're amazing. And uh, together, you know, we are strong. The Bible says that those who are planted will flourish. So, you know, it's easy to go, you know, from church to church and say, oh, I like this about this one. I don't like this about that one. But it's really important to be established and planted and get involved. Be part of the community. Develop relationships in the community. And, you know, it's like with every family. You've got your favourite sister and then you've got the, the other favourite who's not your favourite sister. You know, but actually, it's <laughs> but it's all part of it. And it's the same in the church family, you know. But together we're family and together we make up a whole, which is really beautiful. Building a culture of love is really what it's about. Because actually without love, we're nothing. Without love you know we're just wasting our time, we're just playing games, we're just you know wasting your time and then Sunday you know church isn't you know isn't a building it's not a it's not an um, institution, it's not a wasted hour on Sunday. but church is you. it's you and it's what you carry and what you contribute and we need all of you because you know what the Bible says that there's a big harvest coming. Now, what's the harvest? The harvest is many, many people coming into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and making Him their personal Saviour. That's what a harvest is. And for a great harvest to come, everybody needs to be involved. Everybody needs to play a part. You are needed. There is nobody in this room that can't contribute. Everybody's got a part to play. Everybody's got something unique and special to contribute. Advance. In Ephesians, Paul prays for love to overflow. And he says, So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father. And child in heaven and on the earth. And I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement, that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Can we stand? Musicians can come up, please. I'm gonna pray. Lord, as we end this year, we end it with a deep sense of gratitude. And we look towards the new year with hope and expectation of many more lives changed and transformed. Let love overflow in us. Let it overflow in our families, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our communities, in our gatherings, in those around us that we influence and out further into the wider world. Lord, I pray that as we stand here, And we look back over this year, we come with such a sense of gratitude, such a sense of gratefulness. But Lord, we know that there's so much more. And so we look forward with eager anticipation to what you have ahead for us. We look forward with eager anticipation to the outpouring in greater measure of your love in our life that we might be a blessing to those around us. We look forward with great anticipation to the measures of love that you're pouring out in order to equip us and empower us to be the light, to be the salt that you have called us to be. And Lord, as we meet here tonight, we just want to commit ourselves afresh to loving you and to loving others. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.